What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. Hold on. It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You can catch the podcast everywhere. Apple, Google, uh, Anchor, Anthem, and whatever they got. Whatever they got. SoundCloud and all that stuff. Anyway. New, 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 new world. I got to scoot over, man. And shout out to the coach gang. Appreciate y'all. And that's you. and I'll be dancing to my music like the 1990s girls. We like Aaliyah back, back, forth and forth, back, 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 yeah, back it up. All right. Shout out to everybody, man. Appreciate y'all. We talking about generations today. We're going to talk about Generation X versus Generation Z in the building. Shout out to you. And that's all you. right. We're going to talk about potentially how the selfish Generation Xers potentially ruin generation z we know generation z all right the feet picture selling the tiktok dwelling all right the instagram booty popping all right we, we're gonna talk about the generation z we always give them a little bit of problems right now and i represent generation x i know people think i'm an old ass baby boomer all right but uh you know that's the typical thing boomer i'm a generation xer all right born into the generation x you know the latchkey kid ass co-parent ass all right, you know, living out of a backpack as Generation X, the people who were left out hanging uh, high and dry, left for dead as Generation X, the, the, the people who were passed on nothing from their parents, Generation Xers. Mm. All right, the people who had to fend for themselves out here, Generation X, the Tupac's listening to the teen spirit smells like teen spirit as Generation X. <sighs> smells like teen spirit as Generation X. All right, shout out to the Generation Xers out here. Um, appreciate y'all for being here. Somebody says I look 50. All right, appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what it is? I don't know. I'm close to 50. I'm closing in. All right, I'm closing in. The X Clan S Generation Xers. All right, appreciate us. The here it is. Bam. And you say, God damn, this is a dope jam ass generation Xers. All right. The pro black ass generation Xers. All right. In the 90s rappers. All right. The posse on Broadway as Generation Xers. All right, shout out to the Generation X in the building. All right. Uh, anyway, love it, man. Love it. Wipe the coal out your eye. See who is this page of me and why Generation X and ass people. All right, so anyway, let's not mess around anymore. Hey, look, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Like this stream. This helps with the algorithm. I'm not begging for your like, but it is the least you can do. This, this show is sponsored by the like button. All right, let's also let's also talk about how you could contribute to today's show. All right. Um uh today, uh you could do cash app, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I got money. Or you can't super chat on this particular show. If you don't want me to say your government name, I will protect your imagery. Make sure you say no government name, please, or no government name, and then go ahead and continue with your message. If you want to go support the show on Thieving as PayPal, all right, holding your money hostage as PayPal. The link is up in the live chat, posted up there. All right, they'll give me my money at some particular point. I got money. Right. <laughs> the old middleman ass PayPal. All right, or or you can let your voice be heard on Venmo. I'm finally able to sign into my account on my computer deck. So now there were some brothers that donated yesterday, and they was like, Venmo don't work the same. We're going to get your messages now. Now I don't have to look at my phone like an old ass baby boomer. Generation X with the nose, with the readers on my glasses as Generation Xers. All right, so I can look at my screen now. And I noticed that some brothers donated yesterday. And so we will make your make sure your voice is heard as, as well over there. All right. So let you guys know this show does not promote hate nor harm. We don't want anyone harmed. All right. We want you guys to know that the free agent lifestyle is for everybody. If you want to live free and independent, 
especially as a man, and get your money. I got money. Bang out the Generation Xers' daughters out on Seeking and out there on uh, overseas. All right, we don't hate anybody based on their relationship status, their class, their economic conditions, or anything like that. We just tell you the truth about what's going over there, Roof. We want healthy lifestyles, and we promote healthy lifestyles for men, especially in lifestyle finances and emotional relationships. We want men to be happy with today's current marketplace. There are solutions for you out here, and we provide solutions. As a matter of fact, I have a free book on my website, gregadams1.com, where you can get 52 things that all men should do prior to considering marriage. All right, this is something like title like that, and it's a free ebook. You sign it up, and then the coaching uh, program emails will come out after that. So uh, coaching program is coming out. Uh, I'm not coming out, but the coaching program is. All right, pause. And that's and you. they fill up fast. I'm going to tell you, there's three tiers of the coaching program. The top tier fills up pretty quickly. So if you're considering it, you're like, oh, I'm trying to get my finances right. You're probably going to miss it. But uh, the second tier, third tier are a higher investment. Those fill up, but I don't have high capacity for it. Second tier is only five guys or women, ladies, 10 toes up game. If you want to be in the building um, and invest in yourself, there's room for the ladies. All right, I might have to massage a couple of feet and all that stuff, but that's he, that's neither here or nor there. Consent forms will be with, within there. Liability release forms will be in there. I might have to touch a couple of toes. All right, but then the top tier only has uh, relatively two capacity. So anyway, that's what the show sponsor is today, the coaching program. Anyway, sign up at the CGA or uh, Coach Greg. No, no, no. Sign up at gregadams1.com. Anyway. What are we doing today? We got a great show. Man, we're going to talk about selfless generation X's, but we're going to actually review uh, why I say relationships in the community are at an all-time low. We're going to review a video of a basically a race war that had started because some black woman got spotted in the gym by a white guy. Mm. All right. I mean, it's absolutely insane. So let me go over here and acknowledge the earlier contributors to today's show. All right. And I'm going to revert back to Venmo since you guys got left hanging yesterday. Mr. E. Bullock says, here is my first straggle dago donation. Appreciate you, man. Mr. R. M. R. Moreno says, paying my respect, CGA. By the way, the portrait behind you in the glasses, is that available in your merch store as a shirt? Hmm. Dennis Ryman has a shirt with a big, I don't know if y'all want to wear a picture on my face, on, my, on your shirt. He says, um, Dennis Ryman has a shirt with his big picture of uh, of his face. And also, while Venmo lets me type more than Cash App winning. So, yes, go on over to Venmo and let them try to figure out how to steal my money. All right. But shout out to you. Would y'all wear a picture of me, though, on my face like Che Guevara? You know what I mean? At some particular point after they find a way to delete me. I'm not speaking that into existence, by the way. I'm not speaking that into existence. But I might be the modern day Che Guevara. All right. The revolution is called Ten Toes Up. <laughs> and the revolution was televised here on YouTube. Here we go. New, 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 new world the revolution will be televised because this is the commercial. Shout out to the uh, the last poets. The last poet. <laughs> Don't nobody want to wear my shirt. All right, that's all right. It's all right, man. I'll put. Hey, I'll put a. I'll put a shirt out on myself. I'll wear it. That would be funny. When I bring the junior college girls in here, they'd be like, "Wow, people painted pictures of you." And then she finds herself, you know looking at my picture from behind <laughs> anyway let me say so i says get a tattoo or with coach on your thighs ladies ladies you like tattoos put a picture on my face on there all right shout out to uh mr a alexander would you consider product sponsorship for your show um i will but it's kind of difficult to settle me down to get it and it has to depend on the product product 
I mean, I could have done sponsorships a long time ago. A lot of YouTubers sold out on sponsorships a long time ago, right? I didn't do that. And because I have so much to sponsor myself, but it depends on it is what it is. I actually have something else in the works in terms of not even sponsorship, but it's a product. So I have something in the works. So you it's kind of can't clash with that. Can't clash with that. So let's, you know, chat me up in the email. It's got to be good, man. Grab my attention, brother. All right. Learn the 30 second speech. This is a network. This is what we teach over on the money mindset, which is at the higher level of Patreon. 30 second elevator pitch. Be concise. Be quick. I don't have all time. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to say I'm super busy and I don't have time for you, brothers, but I don't have a life ass story, man. You know what I mean? Grab my attention. I always tell the ladies, man, let me grab your attention. You grab my attention. That's what it's about. E Bullock says here is two more. Uh, to throw at Mr. Highway's forehead. <laughs> All right, Mr. Highway's forehead in the building. All right, shout out to you. And Billy the Kid is over here. He went over to Venmo. Shout out to you. He says, salute, coach. Just wanted to sponsor today's show. Wow. <laughs> Lord have mercy. They can't stop the train in the building, man. They can't stop this over here, Sean. All right, who else is over here? Let's go over to PayPal. All right, people mad as hell. They're like, damn, this dude, man, always adjusting. All right. Who else? Uh oh, I got an invoice. All right. Shout out to my editor. Damn. He's like, I got money. All right. So I got to pay my editor. I see. All right. Shout out to my editor out in the building. He's going to edit this. Well, who we got over here? All right. We got, oh, man. Good Lord have mercy. Brothers over here sponsoring. I appreciate you. Mr. Nash is glad you're saying something about Generation X. I know you like to sh on us millennials. I'm an older one, but we got stuck in the middle of this nonsense. Gen Z. Ain't my kids, all right? So he ain't claiming Gen Z on that one. He's like, so the older millennials, you know, some of the some of the Generation Z are yours. You know what I mean? Millennials, you ain't getting away. I always crap on millennials, baby boomers, and Gen Z. Sometimes I kind of stack up for Gen X, you know what I mean? Because I'm a Gen Xer. But you know what I mean? Some of these kids are y'alls, millennials. Some. Some. Shout out to another sponsorship. Lord have mercy. No government name says, oh, the Working Man Podcast is here. Shout out to the Working Man Podcast. Go check his channel out. Somebody link it. He says, just sending appreciations. Been following you since July 2019. Somehow you maintain edutainment or education and entertainment on a daily basis. In Germany, focusing on my career. So I could focus on my career. Man, how's Germany? How them big old, uh, you know what I mean, sauerkraut ass? You know, bratwurst-ass women over there. All right. Big feet. You know what I mean? The women got big feet. Them Aryans. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could I could imagine because, you know, I used to live with uh, European women. I lived with two women from Sweden. Um, and uh, they had some big-ass feet. Cornut-smelling-ass feet. I mean, they was nice-looking in the face. They was nice-looking in the face. And they be not wearing makeup too much. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? They And they don't care about, like, sunbathing and stuff like that. So they be out in the sun, don't give a damn. All right, by the time they 32, they got crow's feet. They be looking like Eleanor Roosevelt. They look like the old German women back in the day. They got a wart on their nose and all. <laughs> oh, my God, because they don't care. They like makeup. What? Nah, makeup. Nah. You know what I mean? They got the whole bandana back. You know what I mean? With the broom back in the day. All right, let me stop. Shout out to the Eastern, I mean, sorry, the Western European women. They don't give a damn. Over in Belgium, they don't care about none of that. You know, like breast implants, they'd be like, what? 
Now, the younger ones do, the younger ones, but the women between like 30 and 40, they like makeup, hair dye. <laughs> what? Dude, what? <laughs> they be getting saggy waggies, you know what I mean? Saggy titty. They don't care about all that. I'm telling you, they don't care. The older ones don't care. They don't give a damn about none of that ish. Them big old Nordic, Norwegian ass, big, big thigh hat. No, let me stop. <laughs> oh, they got the deep voices too. You look at them, you be like, ooh, look at that, Kaylee. And they be like, the Swedish girls be talking that. you like, oh my Lord. You think Swedish girls got a nice voice? You be like, oh my God. Swedish bikini team. You see him with that Nordic blonde hair. You be like, oh, this is going to be fantastic. They start talking to you. I can't even do it. <laughs> they be hocking on you. You be like, whoa. I thought Swedish would be a nice, petite, low voice. I mean, high voice language. And it ain't, bro. <laughs> they be hocking on your ish. All right. You be like, yeah, chill out. Everything sounds like it's an emergency when they start talking. Anyway, <laughs> everybody catches wreck over here, just to let you know. Somebody said, put the disclaimer up. Hey, everybody catches wreck over here. I'm just letting you know, man. I'm, he says, yeah, I'm from Sweden. Everybody catches wreck. I'm just, do not think, this is, if you're, if you're sensitive, let's go put up this disclaimer right now. If you're sensitive, <laughs> if you're sensitive, I don't know what to tell you, man. I Look, viewer discretion is advised. Oh, man. I almost swallowed my coffee. But shout out to you. SAU says, good morning, coach. I'm ready for some belly deli in the building. Thank you for the consistent, consistently inspiring us to be men. Appreciate you, brother. And how do I know? Like I said, I had two Swedish roommates, two Swedish female roommates when I was young, like 22, 23. And then one, one moved in, one moved out. So I don't know. I just got lucky on two Swedish women. They were attractive. But, um. But uh, what, what happened was one of them had their family come. They came from Sweden. And then I was expecting like, you know what I mean? To some sexy ass. Oh, that's what I was expecting. And it sounded like some Germans. ish. I was like, what in the hell? They sound all angry. I thought they was plotting against me. I was like, they plotting. I'm in my room. I didn't close the door. I was like, they plotting. They were trying to sit me and round my ass up. I was like, Lord have mercy. I was like, if they don't get the hell up out of here with all that. I thought it was going to be some Ikea. I thought it was going to be the Swedish chef. Mooney, Mooney, Moon. From the <laughs> Mooney, Mooney. The Swedish chef from the Muppets. That's what I thought it was about to be. Nah, man. They was angry talking. <laughs> I was trying to get up out of here, man. I was like, man, Europeans, man. Y'all be on some ish. The original barbarians, if you will. I mean, the original barbarian. Oh, man, now they're going to say I'm racist against white folk. All right, but I'm just telling you, they the original barbarians. They came out of the caves and hills of the Caucasus Mountains and was like, we taking over everything. Clubs. <laughs> the Europeans going to be pissed at me. <laughs> it could be bad. Shout out to the Europeans. You know what I mean? Hey, pro-black. See? See, pro-black. I get everybody, bro. I get everybody. I get everybody. Yeah, they come out of the woodworks, out of the caves, you know what I mean, with that old hat from Moscow out of the damn cold, sitting out there in the cold. All they do want to do is just club everybody. The original ones. Big as hell, invading everybody. They just come into your town, wipe it out. 
Y'all think white people like each other? They don't. <laughs> y'all literally think white people all get along. I'm like, dude, but just look at Europe. All these little ass <laughs> cities and states. Why is that all divided up? You know what I mean? Why is it all divided up? They just invaded each other at any point. There was like, we just going to go over there. And they still doing it to this day. Still doing it. They still be like, yeah, we just going to go over there and just take over that. They got there's they got all those little city states and they're all divided up by languages. What does that mean? What does that mean? They trying to protect each other from all these other barbarians. So they constantly at war with each other. And then they get over in America. You ask one, well, you know, they'd be like, I'm not white. Well, what are you? Well, I'm half Italian, half Swedish, half I'm a mutt. They'd be like, I'm a they'd be like, I'm a conglomeration of five European. What does this even mean? What does this even mean? Like, if you're like a regular person, you don't even know what that is. What are you talking about? You know what it is? Is they just be invading each other, taking women's spoils of war and inseminating them. That's how that's their existence here. <laughs> okay. okay. Mm. Oh man, this show is already off the rails. And this is a podcast format. If you just came here for the answer real quick, because you lazy, you're like, you need timestamps. Timestamps are gonna be on the video. Just relax. All right, you know what I mean? But if you're gonna timestamp the video and you think you're gonna get a complete answer, you're gonna be out of your mind. You're going to be absolutely out of your mind. So anyway, was there a woman here? There's a Broomhilda in the building. Oh, 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 I see. She's talking about another person here. I get her. I get it. All right. Where are we at? This is a great start. I, the first 10 minutes, I'm getting warmed up. Don't expect me to just care. All right. So what we got here? All right. I got loud pockets. I got Mr. Right. T. Right is in the building. Men, hold the line and stay on your grind. Stay on your grind. Yes, indeed, sir. Hold, uh, hold, the, hold the line. Don't give up anything easy. No, no easy layups around here. Everybody gets touched in the paint. All right. Albert Ingram says, I don't vote. Agendas going to get pushed regardless. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm not going to go into the voting is over, but uh, the agendas and the lobbyists, it's just too much money being pushed into it. And it's going to be difficult for you unless you lived in a certain district, right? Like if you live in Southern California and you're super conservative, forget it. I mean, there's nothing much you can do about it, except if you're extremely local or you're local. But once you get into the mayor, once you get into the governor race, they got it on lock in Southern California. All right. Unless something dynamically changes uh, and we go back to the Reagan era, nothing going down there. Brian Horsley's in the building. Thank you, sir. Gone with John says, uh, gave you some credit in my live stream this morning. Appreciate that. Gone with John. Go check out his channel. Gone with John. All right. He has about, I don't know how many subscribers he's got. But he's got a good subscriber subscriber base. Nassad says for the legal fund coach, Q the Kaylee. All right, shoot, Q the Kaylee. Let's get Kaylee going this morning. Let's get her warmed up. Speaking of Norwegian Nordic girls. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cuffed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. Yeah, indeed. Do me a favor. Hit that like button. Uh, somebody said not voting is what's got us here. Yeah, I mean, men took a backseat to voting. Men didn't care about voting. Men thought everything would be taken care of. And now men represent 40%, somewhere around 40% of the voting uh, market, meaning those are only 40% of, of the voting base is men. 60%, close to 60% are women. So y'all got some groundwork to do in order to make an impact. All right. And that's 100 years after women were not even a able to vote. That's how quickly it swung. Simon Small donating to the Ling Ling Fund. 
hashtag free agent lifestyle hot sauce in the building. I had me a Ling Ling appointment yesterday. Just it, it just fell through. All right. But uh, anyway, that's the way it goes. Let's get to the show. Um, let's get to the show. Let's get well, the show is already going, but let's get to this particular point. Uh, I, I don't want to bag on the community, but uh, I think it is ground zero for this argument that we're going to have today about Generation X versus Generation Z. And this centers around a woman spot, uh, a woman lifter in a gym. And um, let me go ahead and put up the video and uh, look at the tweet that was tweeted out here. So here's the video. I'm going to go ahead and play it. I hope there's no music in the background. But as you can see, this young woman, a strong shoulder, broad shoulder woman here. She's got some nice lat development. Quad development is there. Midsection needs some work. Um, but uh, she's she's very strong. 45, uh, 45 pound. Uh, a dead, uh, not a shoulder press right here. This is significant weight. And let's go ahead and play it and see what you see here. Okay, so it looks like a seemingly innocent video. I really don't understand why people video themselves doing reps and sets. I, I, I listen. I'm not from that culture. I know I would do it from time to time, but it seems to be done quite often, and it's kind of weird to me. But listen, I, it may be a generational thing, but people are recording every set that they do. I, I you know, it's a monetization thing. I got money now. This seems like an innocent video, correct? Well, I thought so until someone posted it on their Twitter. They retweeted it. And the tweet is from this guy, Real Lathan. All right, shout out to him. And he says, it's all finally starting to make sense if y'all catch my drift. And I was like, huh, what are we talking about? So I said, let me click in and see what happened. And I basically found that there was actually World War III going on between black men and black women right there. I was like, what? I was thrown off. And apparently, black men are offended that she was so ingratiating to the spot. When prior to that, there was another video of a woman, and I'm going to play this video here. Let me see here. Uh, I'm going to play this video here so you guys can see what, what the reference is. So previously, there was a video of a man. Remember, there was a black man, the white girl had the black man and was like, are you looking at me? Remember that video? And then there was this video of the black man who came and put a mat under the black woman, right? So let's go ahead and play that. So now the from from the black male perspective here, and so if you go back to the tweet, it says right here, it's all finally starting to make sense if y'all catch my drift. So now let's notice who the person helping the woman is, and he was able to touch her. Obviously, he does not know how to spot. When you're doing spotting, pushing at the elbows is not what you want to do. You want to be pushing at the wrist because let's say her elbows are sweaty. 
and you touch her and your elbow slips as you're trying to assist her, well, then she's still up shit's creek. All right. So you want to actually help at the wrist instead of the elbows. All right. So um, here she is right here. Um, there's a white male that pot potentially helps her and she seems satisfied with the help. Now, listen, I'm somewhere in the middle on this one. I actually was surprised that people were going in at this hard on this one. And she seems to be smiling and allow herself to be touched. I think the situations are slightly different. All right. Uh, slightly different because the other one was not in a position where she needed assistance. It was assumed by the male right here that she needed assistance and she was not in dire straits. She was basically just minding her own business. Okay. And so it, it's slightly different, but I see what they're saying here. So it seems that when the black man approaches in any situation, it's considered defensive. Like they're already defenses are high. Okay. I see it here, but if you read through the comments, it's actually somewhat uh, an indicator of where the black male, black female relationship is. It's actually a major indicator. So everybody's saying, no, it was different. It's somewhat the same. Um, black men, here's, let me just read a couple of comments here. Let me read a couple of comments here. Um, here's a guy here. Uh, here's a guy. He says, damn, all did, all dude, all do did was spot her and y'all jumping uh, to make this shit about race. Um, and then here's a guy right here. An apology black says this is some BS. If he was black, never mind. All right. Uh, let's see here. Black men are crying, talking about uh talking about it. If wait, talking about if it was, I don't know what that means. Says that most of the video, y'all in y'all boy, I'm not even gonna read that one. It's all chopped up. Um, it's all chopped up. And then there's a guy says he literally touched her. He touched her as opposed to the black man who didn't touch and then got treated pretty badly. Uh, here's another one. Uh, here's a, a woman says, I don't know black women and men are always clashing about the most absurd, obvious things. I just don't get it. We can't. He says, why can't we hear each other out? OK, sorry for my reading here. And um, yeah, so somebody says here, the short bus riders are missing your point. A few months ago, a brother helped the sister out. And was made out to look like a creep by her and a lot of black women online, whereas some random white guy actually touches her and it smiles and appreciations. What do you guys think on this one? What do you guys think? What do you guys think on this one? Because I'm somewhat caught in the middle. I was shocked that this was a major issue. I was absolutely floored, flabbergasted. I was flabbergasted that that, but it's indicative of the of the 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 feelings between generation x black men and women or this is kind of something as a result of the how generation x black men and women treated each other and now we're seeing it here this is ground zero between the division of the 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 sexes and the genders okay i'm gonna put up a poll on this one let me see here i'm gonna pull up a poll on this one this is for your i don't have an answer for this one this is one of those where i don't have an answer i'm stuck in the middle i think both of the situations were different However, seeing what seeing what the previous two videos, gym videos that came out were centered around black men being the creeps. And then in this situation, it is different. She was needing a spot, but they're saying, look, look at the reaction. I, I see what they're saying, but I'm like, what? So I'm going to put up a poll. Do you believe that the men were treated differently? The men were treated differently. Based on race, 
treated differently. Look, I'm trying to type differently based on race. And then I'm going to put yes or no. So if you believe you believe they were treated differently based on race, you would put yes. If you think no, this is a non-issue, you will press, press no. All right. Or or if you think that if it was a black man that tried to help her on the spotting and he came over to help her in the spotting, would she be acted differently? That would be an interesting question there. Interesting question. So we're going to pass on that one. Somebody said this is a reach. Yeah, I, I, I'm sitting here going, but oddly enough, if it's a reach, it's demonstrated that there's something divisive about black men and black women. I mean, if because the comment section, let me see how many comments there were, actually. Something's going on with, in that community. Because there seems to be something where the men and women both feel there's something going on here. And it must be explained. Until that's explained or settled, there's not going to be much going on in that community. All right, so we, right now we got 60, almost 60-40, almost 60-40 on the dot. So some men believe that the, um, do you believe that the men were treated differently based on race? So we have, I, I think my black viewership is slightly higher than why, white. All right, but we do have a lot of people saying right now, yes, there's, there's a difference. And some people are saying it was a completely different uh, situation. So I can agree with both on that one. All right, let me do some contributions, go back to the show. What are we doing over here on Venmo? Venmo works the same over here. What do we got here? Is it Adrian Paul says, shout out to the coach gang. He says, definitely different. The first video, she is struggling with the weight over her head, which is a dangerous situation. And yes, a crappy spot. He says, second video is, is she's doing hip thrust, which is a very sexual move. And she is in the rest period on the lift. All right. She's in the rest period on the lift. So yes, it, it, um, both of the situations pose a different danger. A woman will be more insecure when she's doing the hip thrust, meaning she's more aware of people watching her and she's going to be more defensive if you approach in that situation. Plus, she's restrained. She's restrained by the hip, by the bar. So she's in a situation where she can't get away and defend herself. Right. So she has to say, I'm being recorded. But what if it was a white guy that offered a bat? Would she have gone off? It's an interesting conversation. Again, I don't have an answer. I just know the community is in trouble. All right. Billy the Kid says, lady didn't do one rep. All right, she's looking for clout. If a black man came and helped her, she would have cussed him out. Black women don't respect us. So I agree that black women don't respect black men. That's that's beside that's not beside the point. That's obvious. All right. That's simply obvious. I'm interested to know if it was a black man that came to help her with those last two reps, which those are the only two we saw, those reps to failure. And then the last one, she the guy encouraged her to do one more so he can assist her again and get the last two reps to failure. So, you know, what if? What if it was a black guy? What Would she be receptive to the help? There was actually a video that they actually tried to show where a black guy did help a woman in the gym and she was receptive. All right. Uh, Mario says, well, we'll call you that. He says, tried to watch the live stream from Monday, but video was deleted due to the copyright from the World Wrestling Federation. Shout out to them. But it's back up. I edited it out, took the clip out, and it's back up but you just can't see, you can't see the um, the live chat, which is part of the show. Shout out to Eddie says, just supporting today's show. Thank you over there on Venmo, introducing everybody to Venmo. All right, 
And if you don't want me to say your government name, let me know over there. Over on PayPeasy in the building. PayPeasy. We got uh, one brother. One brother over here. Winnie Wall says black women and white men are both low-hanging fruit. And he says they're perfect together. Wow. Black women have been taught to not desire black men. I'm six foot two, dark, handsome, and muscular. They want nothing to do with me. Uh, interesting, interesting perspective. I, I definitely have been aware in, of um, typically educated black men who were the educated lanes. But even if you're overly educated and somewhat successful, you're put on the back burner. So in essence, you have to work a little bit harder for black women's attention or you end up getting them late in the game, right? They'll do the that you. And that's you. And it's kind of crazy here. Uh, free agent Triple OG says uh, to the Get Em Coach documentary fund. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir, on that one. They looking for me. All right. They looking for me. They searching for me. J.H. Toure. Toure says NWO hands off the coach. New, 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 new world order. Good luck with that. All right. Let's get into the main event real quick. And I got a lot of information to process here. And this is purely my opinion on this topic. How selfish generation X women actually did damage. Did damage and ruined Generation Z. So let's talk about the perspective. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the general ideology or identification of what a Gen X person is and what a Gen Z person is. So in the context of Generation X women, today, they're known as the leftover women. These A lot of these women have faced divorce, although they their divorce statistics can't really be interpreted yet. It is somewhat around 36%, and I'll show you the information on the graph just so you can see what I'm quoting here, and that was a few years ago. We know the divorce rate has been ticking up all right, slightly in that generation. And also, doesn't mean the game's over at this particular point. And the oldest generation Xer could be in the 40, 54, 55 year age range. And thus, we do have a uh, cultural thing called the gray divorce. So the baby boomers are now peaking at their divorce rate. They actually have one of the highest divorce rates there is. So people think, hey, generation Xers have a great divorce rate. Their divorce rate is not as bad as the baby boomers. However, the baby boomers are still divorcing each other, which I means which means in effect, the generation Xers that are still married are not out of the they're not out of the possibility of ending in divorce. Since the generation prior to them are still divorcing like crazy, generation X marriages still could have a high failure rate going into our economy. Okay, this is just the reality of it. So the idea of the Generation X, there's many of the men that are the same ages of the leftover Generation X women. They're starting to date the daughters of the Generation Xers. All right. If the guys are somewhat uh, financially secure at Generation X, meaning he's between the age of 40 and 50, 40 and 55, this guy probably has access to the daughters of the Generation Xers. And if you think about Kevin Samuels' uh, show, Many of the callers were either older millennials or Generation X women. So the idea of the average at best woman, the idea of the women that have the beep, the beeping fire alarm. All right. Smoke detector alarm. The women that were saying, well, I'm 40. I got two kids, two different baby daddies and such. These were all these were overwhelmingly Generation X women. There were very few younger millennials or Gen Z women calling into the show. There were very few baby boomers calling into the show. Most of the women calling into the show were Generation X women, and we would call them delusional. We would laugh at them, all right? It was actually comical to hear them process as to why they're left over. It was actually comical. Now, it was a stretch because most of the things he was talking about was a stretch to them. 
And they were like, oh, it's not over for these women. These women are still dateable. These women are still getting a lot of sex. And men still want these women. Yeah, but they couldn't keep these men. Okay. The Generation X women overwhelmingly have decimated the dating marketplace. So when we talk about dating, most men that are complaining about dating are not Generation Z men. They're all almost overwhelmingly left out, right? So the dating marketplace for them has been killed and decimated primarily because Generation X women have put themselves back out there and saying 40 is the new 25, all right, or stuff like that. Many of those phraseologies came from the Generation Xers, not the baby boomers. 40 is the new 25 is something that the Generation Xers came up with, okay? And so what they're doing is they're coming out there and they're actually oversaturating the marketplace. A lot of them are trying to get remarried. A lot of them are trying to come out here and maybe they both text themselves out. They use the miracles of modern science to actually keep themselves relevant. And they're saying, hey, I have two kids, so what? All right, I'm still good. Oh, you know, I know myself better. I'm confident in myself now, you know? And they're also have a, a somewhat of a deceptive reason as to why they're dating. Why they need dating. Let me listen. Let, let me look at and list some of the issues that Gen X men face with Gen X women. Some of these women will still beat the drum of strong and independence. But yet they are out here living off child support or they're living off alimony or or better yet, they're in a financial crisis. Okay? Many of these women have seen their jobs pretty much decimated. They've seen the idea of the strong and independent mindset decimated. They've also are steep in the student loan debt crisis, steep in the student loan debt crisis. Generation X women. So a lot of times they're saying they want to date and they want to settle down. What happened? Where did all the men go? And then ultimately you will find out after you start meeting and, and, and uh, getting to know them, their whole facade will unravel very quickly. You'll find out that they're 20 years, 25 years in the student loan debt. And you're going, well, what's going on here? All right. And they'll say, hey, well, hey, we need help. Uh, I'm strong and independent, but I'll like a little bit of assistance and so forth and so on. And so if a guy is going to assist, he's like, why am I going to help this generation? I'll go down to Generation Z and go give them a bowl of Jasmine Rice and clap down a 24-year-old woman as opposed to a 44-year-old woman. And then that guy's called all kind of meta metaphiles and perverts and groomers and all these things. So this dating marketplace, so the baby boomer marketplace dating-wise, you know, our time, it's not really a relevant thing. Nobody's complaining about baby boomer women not able to date, right? Because that marketplace is already disaster. It's already busted up. And nobody cares about women over 55. Nobody cares, all right? It's not even their, their, their considerations of the dating marketplace. Nobody cares. 56, you're talking about Helen and Esther, Esther and, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> you talk about these women. You know, they're 56, 60, 60. Nobody cares about them. If you are going to consider a woman of that age and you're in your 40s, you're only piping down practicing, okay? I mean, it's only practices, and you're going to get sick of that sloppy yogurt. Gertrude, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Estelle, nobody cares about them. They're not even relevant when they come up. You would, you would not even consider what a woman in her 60s would say about the dating marketplace. You're like, go sit your ass that, please. Well, I'm expecting a man to do that. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. But but the Generation X marketplace are the leftover women that still have a little bit of value to pass on, at least in their mind. And they're wanting to actually say what's going on with dating. Well, the reality is it's over for you. But nobody wants to tell you. Nobody wants to tell you. So the dating marketplace, uh, let's see here. The dating marketplace is defined by, unfortunately, Generation X. 
they're the ones out here uh, and you see many men that are generation x themselves out here making videos about how miserable they are on the dating marketplace because those men can't really find a line of dating young millennial or generation z women they're, they're refusing so they're sticking to try to make it work with gen x women and it's not working this is where we are let's talk about generation z generation z what are they defined by well economically generation z has gotten they they've been taking l l l l l's all right um in the economic situation here all right before we go to generation z i just want to share these articles just so i can back up my claims here um it says right here uh this is an article by women who money.com and it says why generation x women are anxious about their finances all right so if you were to get into a relationship with a gen a, gen x woman you're going to be with somebody that highly likely are going to be anxious about their finances, but they're going to try to hide it. They're going to hide it from you. Can you guys see this? Yes, I'm sharing it, but you really can't see it. But there's my source. Um, they're anxious about their finances and they're going to hide it and act like they're actually doing well. But then when you link up with them long term, you're going to find out that they are anxious about their finances and being anxious about finances is pretty much what many people are. However, however, this is a person trying to mislead you about how where they are in life. And then when you get to them, then they're anxious. It says in, it's 2020. Old age is looming closer. This is what you have to understand about Gen X, accompanied by the threat of a lackluster retirement. But you're too busy to take care of anyone else to do anything about it. All right. According to the study by employer employee benefit research institute. Members of Generation X feel less confident about retirement than millennials and baby boomers. Wow. Over half of Generation Xers don't think their current financial reality will allow them, number one, to live comfortably throughout retirement. This is true. To afford the same lifestyle in retirement. This is a fact. Enough money to last their entire life. Yep. They're living longer. They actually look better living longer than baby boomers. However, they're going to be broke. And uh, basic expenses into retirement. That's one article right there. I'll click off of that one. Here's another retirement uh, article article by ILC uh, UK. This is in the UK. Gen X women facing particular challenges to save for retirement. New report warns that many Generation Xers are not financially prepare, prepared for retirement. This is the strong and independent woman with nearly one in three at significant risks of having an adequate income in later life. All right. Generation X women face particularly cha particular challenges in retirement with one in six having no pension savings at all. Many of them have depleted the Social Security Administration uh, through child support and uh, have saved nothing. We talk about that. Uh, this is mainly due to the extra burden of caring of care many Generation X women face and the impact this has on their employment. OK, so what they're saying is Generation X has to care for their older baby boomer parents. And many times they're single moms or something like that. And as such, they can't focus on their career. So I could focus on my career. This is heavy stuff today. Here's another one. Gen X is more financially screwed than millennials. Here's another vlog here. Generation X is more financially screwed than millennials. It says there is seemingly endless media coverage on the difficult financial situation millennials will find themselves in generally. These stories follow one or two narratives. The reason my, and then they talk about millennials this year. Uh, but they're talking about Generation X facing debt. Generation X actually were the generation that had to fend for themselves. All right. So you were passed. This is general. Generally, you were passed on nothing from your parents as they aged. Many of them needed Medicare 
and Social Security to survive, which will is scheduled to be depleted by 2035. Many of them weren't passed on any homes. Many of their parents, Generation X's parents, were steep in debt, student loan debt, financial debt, refinancing debt, and so forth and so on. So as their parents aged, there was nothing to pass on. So Generation X overwhelmingly fell for the go-to-college type of thing, and they, they themselves are in debt, and they themselves try to live off credit. Uh, so they're facing debt. Uh, retirement savings is where things get bleak. All right, not many Generation Xs are prepared for retirement. We actually um, actually have talked about that. I'm not going to read all of these articles. You guys can look these up for yourself right here. And they're talking about the Medicare and the Social Security woes that are going to be into our future. So by the year 2035, they're saying, it says right here, uh, the annual report from the Social Security trustees project that the combined trust funds, one for retirees and one for disability payments, would exhaust their reserves in 2035 the same uh, as reported last year. And that that was as of 2020. This was right at the beginning of COVID. And as such, this has been accelerated by people being decimated during this time period. So none of the stuff that I'm talking about, I'm making up. This is the real deal. Many of these women have pets. Many of them have children that still, Generation Xers still have children that live with them. I mean, it's bleak. So if their children still live with them and their children are on their feet, the millennial children that still live with Generation Xers, the young Generation Z women and men that still live with parents. How in the world are these people going to be good options to be mating? A person would have to be uh, take on significant responsibilities here. Okay. All right. Um, Generation Z. Let's go into Generation Z for a second. Let me show you a couple of articles that I've been referencing here. Uh, Generation Z in China. Look at this. Generation Z in China is dejected, underemployed, and slowing the economy. Younger workers' ambitions and salary expectations are diminished in the wake of COVID and the tech crackdown. All right, so the tech crackdown would be the social score, uh, people getting canceled and all these things like that. People don't have a voice. Generation Zers are more likely to be withering away from standing up for themselves. So they don't want to get canceled. They don't want to get their reputation ruined on social media. So they're least likely to speak up for themselves. And it says the most educated generation in China's history was supposed to blaze a trail towards a more innovative and technologically advanced economy. Instead, about 15 million young people are estimated to be jobless, and many are lowering their ambitions. We'll get to what they're doing in America, but essentially Generation Z doesn't want the big McMansions that the Generation Xers define themselves behind. They don't want the big SUVs. Many Generation Zers are like, I'll just live just like this. I'll live comfortably. So when I tell a Generation Zer to move from your parents' house or move from your mama's house or your mammy's house, a Generation Z guy or a female will be like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm good right here in this one little bedroom. A Generation Xer, on the other hand, was like, I'm going to show the world. All right, I'm going to do all of this. And they showed how they much they're going to fail. All right, because they had to refinance, refinance, live off credit, live off debt, file bankruptcy, go forth this whole one, divorce, take people to the cleaners, sue, child support, alimony, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Gen Z seems to not be following that path. All right, so they're doing a lot less and being less ambitious. They're like, I'll work in here and lick microphones for a living and call it a day. Here it is in China here, a perfect storm of factors have propelled unemployment among 16 to 24-year-olds, urbanites. Yeah, if you live in an urban city, it's a, it's a wrap for you. And it says right here, to a record 19.3% of 
more than twice the comparable rate in the United States. The government's hardline uh, CV-19 strategy has led to layoffs. This happens to Generation Xers as well, while it, it's regulatory crackdown on real estate and education companies have hit the private sector. All right. So a Generation Z person doesn't see themselves able to own a house. That's even in China. Like, that's not even a possibility. Some Generation Zers don't even see education as an answer or as a way out. And if they do, it's some different type of education, right? At the same time, a record number of college and vocational uh, school graduates, some 12 million, are entering the job market this summer, decimated. This highly educated cohort has intensified a mismatch between available roles and job seekers' expectations. The result in an increasingly disillusioned young population losing faith in private companies and willing to accept lower paying jobs in the state sector. All right. New, 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 new world. If this trend gro uh, continues, growth in the world's second largest economy stands to suffer. The sheer number of jobless under 25 year olds amount to two or to 3% reduction in China's workforce and former, uh, sorry, if you were workers, means less gross domestic product. Unemployment and underemployment also continues to impact salaries for years. A 2020 review of studies reported a 3.5% reduction in wages among those who have experienced unemployment five years earlier. So we got high inflation. This is in China, by the way. But if you compare this, this is pretty much comparable to the United States as well, right? So if you got the high inflation at where it is 9.1% and better, and going into a potential recession as defined by people who want to tell the truth. You're looking at reduction in wages, accepting lower, uh, lower ambition, deciding to live lower standards, and then you have inflation the way it is. This is a recipe for disaster. Many young people taking roles in the government may lead, uh, may lead fewer jumping into the new sectors and fueling innovation. Uh, I won't continue with that article, but again, this is in Bloomberg, the U.S. edition. And this is their take on Generation Z. Now, does that compare to America? Uh-oh. Yes, it does. Take a look at this article. I'm giving you too many sources here. Here it is right here. Young females are burnt out. And so, yes, they call it the lying flat generation over in China. They really just say, we don't care about what Generation Xers cared about. We don't care about houses and families or any of that. We'll just lie flat. We'll stay still. You guys work around us. Young females are uh, burnt out. Been asking. This is from whypost.com. We asked young people how their current feelings and uh, what they think about the years ahead and found that young females are far more likely to report anxiety and burnout. By the way, Generation Z has been dealt a very difficult hand. They actually came, were born off the heels of 9-11, one of the greatest, never mind. <laughs> they were born within at a young age during the housing market crash in 2008 and 2009, the financial crash. The basically, we rescued them and bailed them out. They were young, young children at that particular point. They were also decimated with their hopes and dreams by the C-19 lockdown quarantine and thus the VAC scene. All right, and now they got monkeypox right on the heel. And they have the new, 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 new world order. And they have an open sexual marketplace in which they are able to sell their goods and sell a bit and why people buy a bit. They also have the sense of independence and actually the destruction and mutilation of themselves. And they later report that they're, you know, happy about it 
and then later to say, um, you know, uh, they're depressed and burnt down and anxious. All right. So they'll tattoo themselves. They'll mutilate their bodies. They'll change everything. They'll color their hair and they'll say they're happy. They say it's hot girl summer. And then they'll report high levels of anxiety and burnout. Why is this happening? Young, he says younger, sorry, young consumers, mental health have suffered greatly during the pandemic. But our research shows that there is a significant disparity when it comes to younger females and males mental health. Why post recently? Recent mental health behavior report found that 54% of 13 to 39-year-old females say the C-19 has negatively impacted their mental health compared to 45% of men of the similar age. Okay, So both are suffering. Both are suffering. But of course, women most affected. Meanwhile, 85% of young women say they feel burnt out compared to 79% of men. Generation Z, look. Generation Z is going to define define our country in about 25 years i'm hoping you generation xers will understand this okay they're going to define our country in about 25 years all right this is who we're pushing out not to say generation xers weren't overwhelmingly depressed and anxious themselves but look at the results all right look at the results the results speak for themselves generation x's xers are out of their mind lunatics at this point and they're making up, they're defining the dating marketplace as it exists today, which is not that well. And they're also overwhelmingly steep in debt and so forth and so on, right? In our recent study, surveying, exploring young people's mindsets heading into 2022, we asked 13 to 39-year-olds, um, our current, wait, we asked 13 to 39-year-olds are currently feeling, I think they meant how are they currently feeling, and the pattern of young females reported stress and anxiety symptoms at a far higher rate than the males. Far higher. Lack of energy, females high. Mental exhaustion, high. Emotionally draining, high. Overwhelm overwhelming with the amount of stuff they need to do at home. What home? Mm. Higher. Detached from personal relationships, high. Unable to cope with the demands of life. Like, what do you have to do? <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> but this is Generation Z in a nutshell, especially for the women. And of course, when I point this out, it's misogyny, but they're reaching out for help. And I'm saying these people need help and I ain't going to be the one to do it. Overwhelming with the amount of stuff they need to do at work. Pessimistic about my work. Well, that's everybody. Alienated from coworkers and workplace activities. Oh, it's more for men. So uh, men are like, oh, we're more, more alienated from work than women are, obviously, because men have to walk on eggshells around women at work. All right, and they're like, I, every 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 situation where you're interacting with women could potentially turn left. A couple more things here that I want to add. Then I'm going to go to the contributors so you can make your voice be heard on here. Generation X women overwhelmingly have used the Me Too movement to actually patch up their finances, if not that divorce, child support, and so forth and so on. And they are the poster child of what not to do when interacting with women. It's Generation Z that came up with the Me Too movement, right? It wasn't the boomers, more or less. Some of the boomers hopped on the bandwagon. They were like, oh, I'm 75. We can get some money from Bill Cosby. Okay. All right. I can come up with something that happened in 1974. Okay. But it wasn't until the people that were coming out that were Generation Xers on their last leg struggling with anxiety, debt, finances. The Generation Xers were the hashtag Me Too movement. They are the ones that came up with that. And it was mainly centered around things that happened in the past. 
that we can no longer use as a, a, a frame of frame of reference because what what was passe, what was fair back then is now foul today. So you can say, hey, well, I was this and that was that. They took advantage. But then when you peel back the story, you see that there was quid pro quo. You see that there were some situations where the lifestyle was fair back then and it's now particularly foul today, right? You're, you're, somewhere, you're somewhere around the Playboy Mansion with celebrities and then you're getting fornicated with while you're participating in the drug drinking culture. It's foul today. Back then, it was completely fair. So when you're removing the lens of fairness and you're going to say, well, this applies to this generation, it made it complicated. Whether you agreed that it was fair or follow or not, it's, it's extremely complicated. Okay, Not to say that also men were allowed to do these things and people looked the other way, a.k.a. R. Kelly. So R. Kelly is also a, a somewhat a, a victim of that same thing. People looked the other way. All right. People allowed that. People gave him access. People did all these things and people got paid. As long as people were getting paid, it was fine. When people stopped getting paid, when people couldn't extort no more, then all of a sudden it became problematic whether you whether it was legal or not. So that that's kind of how things work out. So you have to be careful with how you interact. So now Generation Z men are looking at Generation Z women like, what do we do here? Okay, what do we do here? What, what's going on? Where we got here? Let me go uh, to, uh, so did I say Generation Z women are the, the defining the Me Too movement, right? Standing up for the rights. Third wave feminism is Generation Z. And so third wave feminism, if you, if I was to wrap it up in a nutshell, third wave feminism was more of a social movement than it was a legal movement, right? And so a social movement never ends. There's no answer to a social movement other than to give them what they want. A legal movement is to say, okay, we're going to give you the equal, uh, the ERA. We're going to give you the Equal Rights Amendment. We're also going to try to make it into an amendment. We're going to give you Title IX. That's a legal movement. And I, and I actually went over this in the de-evolution book. Most of the first and second wave movement, uh, feminist movement, was a legal movement. Generation X shifted it to a social movement, social justice warriors. All right complaining about a wage gap, right? Many of the complaints seem to be like an overreach. It was like, okay, you kind of got this. There's there's laws on the book. There's legislation. The third wave feminism said, even though there's legislation, no one's following the legislation. We still are hampered. And then when you ask for proof, they give you proof that is not actually proof, right? You're like, well, that is that doesn't that doesn't make sense. And so the push for third into fourth and fifth wave feminism is to push it socially so that essentially you just give in because what they're, let me show you an article actually that defines this. Let me show you an article that actually talks about this. Okay. Um, so you don't think I'm making this up. Let me see if I actually kept it. I might've deleted it. I might've deleted it. No, I don't, I didn't keep it. But essentially what Generation X is doing with their wave of feminism is to keep pushing, complaining, push, 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 push. All right. Until you just give in. <laughs> You'd be like, all right, uh, what is it exactly you want? All right. It's a weird dynamic. But many times they don't have to provide. They, they, all they, they provide their proof. But even when you debunk the proof, they say, well, we still make less. And then they feed that to Generation Z. But Generation Z can't live that because they actually have the laws and they have social proof that they have equal opportunity. And most of the time, then they lean on what? Well, we're burned out. Let me show you some more on that one. I have to go in more. 
So when you say you have opportunity or you give the opportunity, they get burned out. Wait, wait. Mm. Let me show you another article addressing the unprecedented behavioral health challenges facing Generation Z. Is there a man picture there? No, unfortunately. Here's a Generation Z woman that they use in a stock photo here. But here it is right here. They're actually looking at it and say there's a mental health crisis. So when you say, okay, we'll give you opportunities, here it is. They lean back on, well, I have anxiety, depression, I'm distressed. I don't have no man. I might, you know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> when you tell them to work and you tell them to get your ass to work, now you're an abuser. Now you're a bad boss. It's actually one of the most demoralizing things for people who have ambition and these people don't have the ambition that you want, even when given the opportunity. Here's another article right here. New York Post. Gen Z is made of zombies. Less educated, more depressed, without values. And this is the creation of Gen X. Gen X created this situation. So we can blame Gen Z all they want, all we want. Uh, we created this problem. Gen X created this problem. And so we tried to be friends with our kids. That didn't work. We tried to not discipline them. That didn't work. We spared the rod, right? We didn't whip that ass. All right. We were the first generation to say, well, we won't whoop no ass. That didn't work. Um, also, we said, don't teach your kids the word no. Don't tell the kids the word no until after age two. That didn't work. All right. We were over liberalizing our child rearing because we didn't want to be the ass beating, abusive baby boomers that we experienced, <laughs> right? The, the baby boomers will whoop your ass with a damn extension cord. We didn't want to teach our kids that. And so more or less, we created a non-ambitious, less educated, more depressed, more financially uh, uh, stressed out, anxious society. This is, this is our doing. What about the millennials? This is similar. I mean, it's similar. So Generation X, I'm sorry, millennials are a combination of older Generation X and baby boomer parents, right? Because these people tended to have children into older age. So millennials oftentimes were left uh, delusional by the expectations of the real world. And so that's my interpretation of the millennials. We were basically, we basically sold the millennials a bill of goods with the so-called participation trophies, uh, everybody's fair, uh, the, the, the girls are just as good as the boys. I mean, when, when, when it's actually a way to lead off a, a messed up situation. So the millennials are left, were left for dead early on. Generation Z were actually corrupted, right? So Generation Z grew up in a overwhelmingly followless household. Absolutely. I mean, the, the gener by the time Generation Z grew up, they grew up where, where fathers weren't even present in the life. Many times, many times because what the mothers put the fathers through, right? The idea that the Generation X fathers just left has actually been proven to be not true. These men oftentimes left because of the distress legally that Generation X put fathers in. This is without dispute. And so the guy was creating the, the, the situation that was present for a Generation X parent as a father was like, oh, why would I actually stick around for this bullshit? And he would just give the custody away. Oh, I'm just going to let all this go so I don't have to deal with you. And then now he left. Well, Generation Z is a result of the he left generation. Mm. The he left. 
And so when there's no stable household, you're going to create an anxious child. You're going to create a depressed child when there's no two-parent household. Many Gen Zers. Now, see, Generation X grew up with the father not being present because he was just focusing on his career. So I could focus on my career. And then the mother started focusing on her career. So I could focus on my career. So the Generation Xer was left latchkey. Both parents out of the house, hypersexualized, grew up on MTV, the real world, and so forth and so on. Generation Z were left without stable household, and the mother's depressed financially. She's actually struggling and trying to hamper the father financially, chasing him down for child support and alimony. All right, trying to hamper him. He's actually trying to run from the law, trying to evade the law, trying to not support her because he's trying to support himself in a tough economy with after post 9-11 with the with the financial breakdown of the housing market. And then without with the C-19 breakdown, he's trying to struggle himself financially. But yet she's trying to take his resources financially. This is this is Generation Z in a nutshell. I'm sorry, Generation X in a nutshell. And Generation Z is the product of this. Okay. Generation Z is the product of this. And they grow up not with MTV, but they grow up with TikTok and Instagram. All right. They were the ones, the generation that has grown up never. Uh, their their idea of never having cell phones is 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 foreign to them. They've always had a cell phone. They've always had a smartphone. They've always had a device. That's Gen Z. And they're somewhat dependent on it as if we were dependent on the idiot box or cable television. All right, let me let me move on. Let me move on from this one. Let's take a break. Let's pause and take a break. Uh, what I'm going to do is focus on my career. All right, <laughs> focus on my career for a bit. And um, what I'm going to do is go into the contributions and then review the poll and then hammer the point home just a little bit. But watch this commercial. So women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt. And women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? Divorce rate in California is how much now? Statistics said 75%. So 75%. Every 13 seconds there's a divorce in this country. 53% of marriages end in divorce. Second time marriages end in a divorce rate of 62%. And third time marriages, 73% failure rate. Married women are more than twice as likely as married men to take the first step towards divorce. The average litigated divorce costs $100,000 on each side, and it can take anywhere from a year and a half to three years. If I said to you there's a 53% chance that we're going to get hit in the head with a bowling ball, you would either stay inside or at a minimum you would wear a helmet. So how do we prevent this? Never get a marriage license, and if a woman says that she's not going to marry you until you get a license, you know that's not the woman for you. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? All right, man, we back in here. New, 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 new world order. Hey, uh, according to the poll, 
uh, men believed that there would be a difference if the black male had spotted the black female 76% to 23%. Interesting, interesting perspective. Maybe we'll have to do a show on that one, maybe a call-in show to get your interpretation of those two events and see if that there's a difference. So black men do feel that black women would treat black men different in an assistant type. There's a defense that black women do hold up for black men. This is what the poll is reflecting. Interesting there. So um, thank you for sticking around for the commercial. I had to relieve myself. <laughs> Coffee was kicking in. All right. So uh, let's go to the, let's go to the contributions. Appreciate y'all for making the contributions here. You can make your contribution and be heard right there on CGA. Wait, Cash App, CGA Live. Oh, hell no. They didn't lock me out of Venmo. Boy, they bugging. All right. Did they lock me out? Let me see. Oh, they so picky over there. God dang. Oh, here we go. Now they got me in. Boy, Venmo don't work the same. All right. Shout out to uh, Adrian Paul. Uh, definitely. Okay. So I got you already. Jillian. Well, uh, he says, here's my stra struggle straggle donation. He says, you have calibrated my life's decision. I'm in LA, but $40 Vegas beers are on me next time I'm in town. Appreciate you, man. Um, I'm trying to read the mech direct men i'm not trying to redirect you away from women but i'm trying to get you to know uh you there's a better life path so shout out to you beers on beers on you we're gonna call you aaron says shout out to my boy sooner for listening to your message and out here getting that peace leave i hope <laughs> right he says beast leave but i hope it was peace leave and that's a co-sponsorship <laughs> indeed eddie says as a generation z i'm glad to be the exception to the rule i earned 73 K salary with a high school diploma. My toxic single mother showed me everything not to do with life. I use this as motivation to better my situation. Shout out to you. And there are some Gen Z people who are not depressed and depleted. They're out here crushing it and killing it. So we don't want to leave these people out and just say Generation Z is completely depressed and not doing it. However, Generation X didn't provide a great example for them. Not at all. And not financially or not in any way relationship wise and this is what we see right here this is why young women can go out there and sell at peace leave like crazy all right and they they everybody looks the other way triggerverse says coach you see the video of matt geis was calling baby the leaders fat and ugly i'm actually going to play a clip about that in a second so shout out to you is actually was a uh, savage men did get more savage and stand up for themselves for real i mean because this is getting depressing now men don't stand up for themselves who we got? Preston says, if you help, you're wrong. If you don't, you're wrong. So uh, it's a catch-22 for men to help. And men have tried to help in situations and oftentimes face situations where the woman says, I don't want your help. And then when you don't help, why didn't you help? It's kind of confusing. Shout out to Preston. He says, I like fit women equals you must like white girls. <laughs> so that's a brother there. Um, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, you must like white. I get I get that. People do say that a lot. If you like girls with, you know, flat backs, ooh, I need my girls with some meat. And then obviously the opposite of that is going to be Lizzo. <laughs> You're like, well, can I get somebody in between? Oh, slim thick. Slim thick is not a description. Slim thick. Like what? What? Brothers killing other brothers. We got to do better, man. Slim thick is not a fit description. Slim thick. <laughs> I laugh when I hear that. Slim thick. Stop. There's another word like um, what is it? 
like when when I was in fitness training, the women were like, well, I want to get in shape, but I don't want to be like muscular. Like they would, I can't even remember what the term. Oh, um, what is the term that did you? I want to firm up, firm. <laughs> I want to be, I think it was firm. It was another word they would say. I'm going to firm up. Or whatever. It is. Oh, oh, that's what it is. Tone. That's what it was. It's not firm. Tone. I want to tone. Like, what is that? I'm going to tone up. What is yeah, that's what it was. Tone. Thank you, man. Thank you, go guys, man. Oh, I want to get tone. Like, what does that mean? What the hell does tone mean? Like, describe tone. I'll wait. Well, it's kind of like muscular time. Get rid of my teaching arm. It's basically you want to just basically spot reduce. I'm going to spot reduce. Yeah, I like this area right here. I like this right here, but I want to get rid of this right here. <laughs> oh my God. like you're if we work you all of your shit gonna change up you can't keep the titties the way they are because it's fat so if we start burning fat under your arms your titties are gonna shrink the last area is gonna shrink is that beer gut stop eating bread and alcohol drinking alcohol well, I don't want to do that. I just want to tone up. What the hell, bro? <laughs> See, this is what people don't understand about stuff. None of this stuff makes sense. People come up with these ideas to make it make sense to them, but you can't even accomplish it. You can't accomplish that. Tone up. Slim thick. That's almost damn near. I mean, there's very few women that can be like slim thick. Like that has a slim waist and then the apple booty or an onion booty. That is almost damn near impossible. There are some women like that, though. But many of them are manufactured. So they're going to this desperation. They can't accomplish it fit-wise because it's just not in your genetics. So now what do they do? They go down to the Dominican Republic and they accomplish it, right? But it's not even authentic. It's rare to have the hourglass shape. It's supremely rare. And even the women that have it have used some kind of girdle or some sort of cinching device to create that. That's what corsets created. Um, there's um Kim Kardashian, I believe, has a device where they can wear it, where they can do some sort of thing here. The one of the worst things you could do, oh, waist trainers, yeah. One of the worst things that that I actually experience is that when you get a woman home and she's all cinched in and she's like, wait, I gotta go to the bathroom, take my girdle off. Talk about talk about a boner loser. All of a sudden. You grab her by the waist and you feel that corset, girdle, waist trainer in the middle. Oh, man. I ain't interested no more. <laughs> girdle. He said rich, poor, empty, full. I want to be rich, poor, slim, thick. These are all concoctions created by, I would say, men. Men created this bullshit because you guys are peace leave. You guys cannot stop with the depressing ass. And it, let me just be frank. It's mostly black men with this bullshit. It's mostly brothers. It's mostly brothers with this bullshit. Y'all create whatever the hell y'all want to create because you peace lean hounds. You're hounds, man. Relax. You always want to define yourself by that bull. Never want to pay. Never want to pay. Everybody else pays. Y'all sitting around here oh, hounding and then trying to get it for free and then patting yourself on the back. When are y'all going to grow up? <laughs> Where do y'all go? Brothers, y'all gonna have to grow up. Just letting you know with this bullshit.
Y'all got the highest bailout rate of single mothers out here, but you patting yourself on the back, pumping, dumping women. Uh, I'm actually over it. I'm over it. And you pay the most later. You're getting drugged in child support court. You're getting drugged in divorce. Black men, I mean, with this bullshit. And then you out here claiming Mac and Pimp, and I'm over it. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my. I'm over the bullshit. I see you on Jerry. I see you on Maury. Wake up with the bullshit. This is your, this is your Achilles heel, brothers. It is your Achilles heel. It is literally your financial Achilles. You're the poorest men in the country. The poorest. Don't get me started. <laughs> You're the poorest, least economical, but you guys are running around here bragging about the, look, look at your women, by the way. Let's not even talk about that. I know people are going to be hurt feelings on this one. Your women are the most out of shape and obese. <sighs> There should be a show on this one. There should be a show on this one. You have the least quality women, overwhelmingly fit fitness-wise and economic-wise. You're the least economic-wise, and you're running around here talking about slim thing. Mm. Talking about pimping and ism and all. Let me not go in. And by the way, if the pro-blacks are here, you showed up late. I went in on the Europeans earlier. I went in on the Europeans earlier, so if you want to really know, I'm not just picking on you today. I hammered the Europeans into craziness. All right, the Europeans are not letting men to Europe tomorrow. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What, what you going to do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! It's time to wake brothers up financially. One hundred percent. We got to get. We got to get on our game and not no hustle, no lick. I'm not trying to hit a lick. No uh, flipping. No brick selling. No pitching. All right. Our game is going to be long-term. It's a long-term strategy. What we do is zero of a long-term strategy. We're not over here with this short-term bullshit. How do I cold approach women? You don't need to be cold approaching women. You broke. Okay. Stop cold approaching women when you're broke. How about that? <laughs> Scamming, flipping, drug selling. All right. No, 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 no. Long-term. Stay out of jail. All right, uh, let me see. Albert Ingram says, I don't feel sorry for no woman. Let them suffer. Suffering. He's causing me to suffer. I can't remember. Damien says, uh, you can say my name, Damien Burge in the building. He says, keep doing what you do, coach. Indeed. All right, thank you, brother, for being here again and again. The usual suspects are back. Jacob M says, 9-11, the biggest fraud in U.S. history. If you know, you know. I'm trying to figure, man. We've been, oh, boy. We've been actually woken up, man. That was an interesting one. What is the biggest fraud in U.S. history? We should have a poll on that one, but we would have to actually have the criteria because there have been several ways we've been defrauded. But that would be interesting. Nest Egg says 100% facts. All right, thank you, Nest Egg. That means he's got his retirement game on point. Let's get back to the show. A couple more things here. Somebody says Watergate, JFK, um, you know, uh, somebody says the taxes, Social Security itself. Uh, Martin Luther King, uh, his his contribution and what his contribution actually was. Civil rights movement, you can put on there um, how that actually was backfired. Black folks, I mean, significantly, there could be an argument made for that. Women's rights, women's voting rights, 
right? That that could that could have been actually something that was actually negatively impacted us because now men are the least voting populace. Um, you know, feminism. I mean, there could be a whole range of things that we could call big time fraud. And with that being said, I've actually tried to make a point about World War II, actually the communists winning. And everybody's like, well, the communists who are on our side. You know, it's kind of like choosing the lesser of evil. Do you want to choose the fascist dictatorship of Adolf and Mussolini? Or did you want to go with Stalin to protect and secure the Russian border as Germany encroached into Poland and so forth and so on? And so, yes, they were a part of the allies. However, you had to make a deal with the devil. Which means that the, at the end of it, these people were able to bring their system of the brown shirts. They had to actually bring that into the U.S. structure and go unpeated. What followed that was the Red Scare. So people don't know this stuff about history. Well, the Red Scare followed World War II. And as such, people were concerned about the communist influence in. It wasn't after the Cold War. It was right after the World War II. So the Red Scare came in where everybody was accusing people of being communists. And then as such, the civil rights movement passed after that. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, brother. People actually, actually, uh, they act like I don't know what I'm talking about. All right. They were like, well, no, that was after the Cold War. No, the Red Scare was right following World War II. Okay. Which everybody was pointing, you're a communist, you're a communist, you're a communist. And then essentially Marxism was able to march in into, I don't know if you guys know this. This is too much for some of you people, you people. Um. Um, that um, the 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 civil rights movement, a lot of the civil rights early advances were actually pushed through towards through the media. McCarthyism, right? McCarthyism, right? So the media actually started to push and advance racial uh, progress. And as such, Jackie Robinson's push into Major League Baseball was highly driven by communist newspapers that were published in new york city right if you go back and look if you go back and look at jackie robinson's push into major league baseball the communist party was the one that essentially developed the underswell to push that through the communist party of the united states okay and then as such they put so much pressure on major league baseball that it was the uh it was the Dodgers. They they were pushing the Yankees to do it, and they wouldn't bush. They, they wouldn't budge. Then they pushed the New York baseball Giants to do it, and they wouldn't budge. And then, as such, Branch Rickey was the one who actually, after years of being pushing pushing this, Branch Rickey was the one who did it against all the major league owners. But it was the communist newspapers. And you can look at this up yourself. They actually admitted in a Jackie Robinson documentary. So I'm not saying anything that they should worry about. New, 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 new world order. But their whole push was to push that. Now, have we seen something like this in our country? Yes. Let me tell you about Becky Hammond. So Becky Hammond, they did the exact same thing with Jackie Robinson, right? So basically Becky Hammond was the next one we're going to push. We're going to push the NBA to hire a female coach. Why? Because now you change the now you change social change, right? You have the social change. And the newspaper and the media was the one pushing it. It's time. It's time we hire a female coach. Why? There's a lot of male coaches that have never been coaches. Why are we why are we pushing Becky Hammond? Why why are we pushing this? Same thing with gender pay with US soccer. They pushed it, pushed it, pushed it, pushed it. They finally got it. It's the media that pushed that. So with that being said, many of these agendas that we actually 
celebrate now, if you look back in the history, were pushed by an element that you probably wouldn't support. But I'm, I'm, I'm going too much. I'm giving y'all too much. The same thing with the WNBA and the equal pay. Even though it doesn't make sense, who's driving it? It's the media. So who are the media? Who, is the, who do they represent? Are they, let me go to, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> and somebody says he wasn't the first major league baseball player. Uh, what they would say in the modern era. All right, there was, a, there was actually, well, I won't go into that. I won't go into that. So anyway, the politics, never mind. Let's go continue here. Let's continue here. You guys are ready for this. You guys got to literally do your homework. Do your own homework. Same thing with that kicker, that football kicker. Remember the football kicker? They're like the first girl that played football kicker. And you looked at the kick. <laughs> I'm not going to show the kick because every time I do, they actually take it down, which is another indication of how fraudulent it was. If you looked at the kick, you know what I mean? You're looking at it like, come on, bro. You're like, that don't even make no sense. Now, what you're going to find out is what many of you guys will find out about the civil rights movement. It's what you'll find out in retrospect, the people who control the narrative, they teach you about what the movement was about and you go ahead and fall for a hook, line and sinker. But if you lived in it, you probably wouldn't have saw it the same way. Similarly, the kick, the field goal kicker from uh, Vanderbilt, it was so dismal. It was like, that wasn't shit. Now, 20 years from now, nobody's going to stand up and say it was bullshit, right? They're just going to keep teaching the first kicker and she kicked and she did it. And they're going to make a movie out of her and she'll be a hero. She'll make the, they, they won't play for a 0 and 10 team. She'll play for a national championship. And they'll control the narrative. If you look back at some of the civil rights people, talk to a person who lived during the civil rights movement or Jim, Jim Crow, and they lived in the South they'll paint a completely different picture as opposed to what the media has told you. And I actually interviewed my grandfather who lived in Arkansas in Jim Crow. And I actually, he lived during the civil rights movement in Arkansas and he migrated to the Midwest. I asked him about stuff and it's completely different than what it was posed to us. He was like, I didn't experience none of that. Now he was in poverty and he actually was a product of what? I mean, his, his parents had 13 or 14 kids, so they were poor. And not to say that there wasn't any racial instances, incidences, there was not, but they lived somewhat segregated. But they didn't realize that separate but equal. I mean, it's a real dynamic. You got to really got to investigate it. You got to really investigate it. Much of the push has been organized by people who control the narrative. And controlling the narrative is very important. It's very important because then you get to create it for future generations. And then the future generations could be enraged by it or believe it. It's weird. So anyway, Generation X. Generation X. He says, you got to do a show on that, coach. It's it's crazy. I, I wish I could. I'm going to I have to do a show, but the pro blacks going to be mad. <laughs> They're going to be mad because I'm going to put so much emphasis on um, indoctrination that they're not going to even. They're not going to be willing to accept it. And it's just my opinion, too. But it's my opinions. So I'll show the details. Here it is. Generation Z and mental health will just hammer the point home again. So when I say the ruin, wait a minute. When I say the, the, the Generation Z is ruined, here it is right here. Don't, don't, don't at me on this one. Okay? Don't at me. Generation Z and mental health. This Generation Z is starting off well. Here it is right here. Members of Generation Z, individuals born 1995 
to 2010 are growing up in an age of increased stress and anxiety. I can't imagine a teenage Generation X or now. I'm sorry, Generation Z. So 70% of teens across all genders, race, and family income levels say that anxiety and depression are significant problems amongst their peers. 70%. God, Generation Z battles things. What is going on with these heads, man? And these are the future adults. Why is Generation Z so depressed? These people overwhelmingly got drugs. Uh, they they get they, you don't see that they're depressed. I see them partying. You know when they get depressed is when they have to be responsible, when they have to be accountable. Now all of a sudden they depressed. When you have to pay the bill, you're depressed. But y'all out there shaking your ass. You at Rolling Loud. Y'all sitting around, sitting around at um, what's the Woodstock? What's the one in the Palm Springs, Palm Desert? Y'all sitting around in Palm Desert, popping mollies and drugs. You seem to have time for that, but then you're depressed when it's time to put in the work, right? And of course, young women are dealing with the ideology, uh, I'm sorry, the identification problems of comparison, right? Comparing themselves to women that they see online. Young men typically get trapped in these ideology programs because they're lost, they're left behind, and they have time to spend on their computer. They close their door in their old parents' house. I don't remember being able to close the door in my parents. Maybe I did. I did. Maybe that's a lie. But these kids sit behind, well, when I closed my door, all I had was a Nintendo. I didn't have access to the entire world when I closed my door. So when these young kids, these young men close their doors, they have what? They have YouTube. They typically get entrapped into ideologies that somewhat is going to be beneficial for them to accept. Okay. Uh, but then they're depressed. They're depressed about their, their reality. And when they come outside, they're depressed. Okay, what do we got here? Gen Z, uh, let's see if I can make this larger. That's what he said. Gen Z, women postpone motherhood because of the challenges working millennial mothers encounter. Okay, we played a clip of a young woman who basically was like, oh, forget all that, forget all of that strong and independent-ish because strong and independent stuff is dead. It's absolutely dead. Men aren't even strong and independent. Men are even not strong and independent. So how it would be actually a fallacy for a woman to say, uh, there's a gender pay gap, but I'm strong and independent. I actually mess with Generation Z women and they'll say, well, I'm independent, meaning they don't want to be under the leadership of a man. They want to be able to do what they want, but they want the financial assistance of a man. So they'll date older men or men with access to these monies. They'll date them quietly. They'll get banged out quietly and they'll get funded but they don't have a husband. They don't have any structure. They don't have a person that tells them they can and cannot do things. This is what they call independence. And they looked at their millennial mothers and they looked at their generation X mothers who attempted this strong and independent thing only to be decimated by several depressions, by several economic downfalls and downturns, and only to be depressed by what? Agendas and all of this stuff. And they said, Look at you fools. So I could focus on my career. Gen Z women said, look at the look at the Gen X women and ask, they ask themselves, do I want to be her? Similar to the baby boomers who grew up in the what? The uh, flower child life. They looked at their silent generation and lost generation parents and said, I'll never be you. I'll never be you. I'll never be stuck at home. I'll never be washing clothes in a little you know, on that little washing board. I'll never be hanging my clothes to dry. I'm going to be out here. I'm going to be a free spirit. 
I'm going to be a love child. I'm going to be. So the baby boomers grew up and they said they'll never be the lost generation or the silent generation parents. Generation Z's growing up going, I'll never be like you working to the bone ass, two job having ass, strong independent generation extras because look at you now. So I could focus on my career. Okay, this is what's happening. So now Generation Z has to reverse because you will hear Generation Z women talk about feminists and they'll degrade them. They'll they'll degrade them to the point, especially attractive Generation Z women. They'll be like, man, hell no. We ain't doing what? Work two jobs? Work 60 hours a week? Nope. Nope. I'm getting flown out. I'm getting the sugar daddy. I'm getting, I'm going out here on Instagram. I'm going to TikTok. I'm going to lick microphones. What? Sit in the corporate job? Hell no. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language. They like push these agendas. Attractive Generation Z ain't going for this. All right. They like, I'm going to use what, I'm going to use what my mama made, gave me. Let me give you um what Matt Geis said here. This is Matt Geis. Let's hear what he said about the women who particularly are still leaning on what the Generation Xers gave them, which is going to be social justice. Is it safe to say that based off of your comments, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. What do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive? Be offended. Mm -hmm. Is it safe to say that based off of your comments, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. What do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive? Be offended. All right. So is it safe to say that based hey, off of wait, your hey, comments? Stop, 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 stop. So in this situation here, the only ones that are going, oh, I guess you guys didn't see it. Oh, the only ones that are upholding the sense of, hey, we need to push socially and all of this stuff are what Matt Geist described as, hey, when I go to these rallies, we're not looking at attractive women. I'm not looking at young junior college Kayleys. When I go on out there, I'm looking at women who look like thumbs. You know, they're shaped like thumbs. They got a face of a thumb. This is this is what he sees when he's going out there and he's like, what's going on here? What are the attractive women in this generation doing? Selling ass. <laughs> okay. Or they're making it on their own in sense, but they're rarely getting married, right? They're like, oh, we could do that later on, right? They're getting paid. They're scamming guys. They're scamming guys for dinner dates and 50 bucks. They're selling feet pictures. And not only are they selling feet pictures, you're seeing Generation X women going like the Rachel Dolezals of the world. You're seeing women like um, um, Denise Richards. They're like, oh, I'll go on OnlyFans too. So <laughs> it's actually a crazy thing. So this is the this is the result of the push of that strong independence thing, which the narrative is collapsing in this marketplace, if you say you're strong and independent, you're a fool. I don't care if you're male or female. You're an idiot. There's no way. There's no way that it exists. And I think Generation Z women are looking at that and they're going, nah, this ain't it. I'll never be like you. Just like the baby boomer said, I'll never be like my lost generation, silent generation parents. Just like Gen Xer says, I'll never be like you baby boomers. The Generation Z are saying, I'll never be like my mother. And the women can't handle it. And the sad part is these women are trying to be these Generation Z women's friends. And it's pathetic. Have you seen these? These girls got on the nightclubs with their daughters. They're trying to be friends with their daughters. They're over here letting their daughters stay with them until they're 29, 30, 39, 40. They're sacked. They're, they're, um, what do you call it? They're, they're, um, sabotaging. They're essentially sabotaging their daughter because they have no other future. 
Generation X. And Generation X men, you know, we could talk about them too. We could definitely talk about them. Let me give you a little bit more statistics before I do this uh, sponsorship. We'll talk about the Generation X men. So let's say the Generation Z, uh, we're right here. There's definitely a cultural difference between Generation Z and Generation X workers. And um, here's the New York Times is actually looking at it. Here's Generation X in these little cubicles. Generation Z is like, F all that. And they have a different outlook in life. Generation Z overwhelmingly wants to enjoy their life earlier and not say, I'm going to wait till I'm 60 to enjoy life. Generation X basically sacrificed their youth, threw their youth away, and then they're out here trying to make up the effort to try to close the gap. We already talked about them not being prepared for retirement. So the idea that you were going to live it up after age 55 is dead. You can't even retire and get retirement benefits until 72 and a half now without catching a penalty. But I'll catch in a penalty. You can't even get retired. Guys, I don't know if you guys know. Retirement benefits you used to be able to tap in at 55. Like 25 years ago. You 55 you used to be able to tap in without a penalty. Now it's 72. <laughs> it's 72. This is where we're going. And in another five or 10 years, it'll be 80. 100%. So this is where we're going in our culture. And you guys running around here completely distracted about what's going on here. New, 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 new world order. A tank of gas. I have a picture of me pumping the tank of gas when I was in junior high school. And it was behind it. The billboard says 69, 79, 89 cents for a tank of gas. Back then you can get let it gas. <laughs> now, shit, it's $4. And you guys think, oh, the price is low. Huh? It was 79 cents when I was a young buck. Young Generation Z, uh, a Generation X reader. So no social security in your future. Okay? You're not going to have retirement funds. This is Gen X in a nutshell. Gen Z sees this for what it is, and they're selling pass. All right, a couple more things here. Here's the generation. Here's Generation Z's divorce statistics. So a lot of people will try to point this out. Uh, they got the divorce statistics for all generations here. Baby boomers obviously leading the pack. Multiple marriages, multiple marriages by Gen X. But they'll say right here, Gen X was the first generation where it was normal to have divorced parents and divorce rates had spiked when they were children. So Gen X was the first generation where it was normal. They normalized divorced parents. And it also says here, statistically, statistically speaking, at least, Generation X reached, I'm uh, sorry, reacted to the increased divorce rate by staying married as a whole. When you hear shit like that, that means they're going to spin the statistics. As a whole. No, 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 no. Let's speak generally. Let's let's use evidence. No, don't hit me with that as a whole bullshit. And statistically speaking, bullshit. It says right here, more members of this generation waited until later in life to marry and put it off completely. But once they walk down the aisle, but 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 once they walk down the aisle, they tended to stay married at much higher rates than their parents, which had the highest divorce rate in history. <laughs> okay, these people. These people know how to spin a story. Well, they actually stayed more married than the previous generation, which had the highest divorce rate and continues to spike in the divorce rate by virtue of the gray divorce. So you're comparing a bullshit result and saying they did better when it was actually a catastrophe before. And the baby boomers continue 
to this day to divorce each other, divorce grape each other, the kingdom come. We examine why the divorce rate among people 50 years older is rising. Meaning these people are preparing to retire and they're getting divorced. These people are the basic picture of the Atlanta Falcons and the New England. This is the generation. This is the baby boomers in Generation Z right now. This is you. Although you're still married and you tended to stay married longer than the baby boomers, it ain't over yet. And you're going to live another 30 years. Can you make it without divorce, graping each other, the kingdom come? Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. Okay, so anyway, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. I'm just telling you what the reality is. And Gen Z ain't having any of this bullshit. But where does Generation Z go? I'm going to tell you where they go. Woman mate has made more than $25,000 selling her farts. That's where it goes. And she's an old washed up. That's where it goes. Generation Z overwhelmingly going to be selling that task. And look, here's a, this woman's a millennial selling farts on the internet. What do you want me to do, man? What do you want me to do? This is our culture. And we look the other way when these things happen. OnlyFans, seeking, uh, Instagram modeling. Uh, shake it. You can't even scroll past Instagram as a male. You can't even scroll past Instagram as a male without seeing some woman ass jiggling. And that's the suggested box, right? That's the suggested box. That's not even people you follow. We've reverted. We de-evolved them. Get my book, De-Evolution. I actually called all of this. I actually said we're going to de-evolve and we're progressing backwards. Into which we will accept what was the oldest profession. We will accept these things and we will look the other way. Oh. What do we got here? We got people texting me left and right. All right, so we got everybody on Venmo. Appreciate the support. Let me get over over to PayPal over here. And who thinks who thinks I'm wrong? You don't have to agree with me today. Although I presented my case, you can think I'm wrong, but can you prove that I'm wrong? Other than saying I'm generalizing, right? Oh, you're just generalizing. But can you prove that I'm generalizing? Can you prove an opposing case? Can you bring up the data? And you can, I'm sure if you can Google everything opposite what I'm saying, I'm sure you can find an article. Can you prove it? Do you have the ability to prove that I'm wrong? Other than saying doom and gloom, you're wrong, it's generalizing. I want you to be able to prove that I'm wrong. You would have to basically disprove that OnlyFans exist. You would have to say, well, that's not everybody. You would have to improve, prove that women don't sell feet pictures on the internet. You would have to prove that Generation Xers aren't trying to go into Seeking.com and catch up with the... You would have to actually discredit all of that as real. <laughs> you would have to disprove the divorce rate. You would have to disprove everything. You would have to say mentally, health-wise, Generation Z is okay. Now, you would have to actually reverse everything that I say in order to. Now, you cannot like what I'm saying. That's your problem. You would have to disprove. You would have to disprove that women aren't selling farts on the Internet. You have to disprove that women aren't licking microphones on Twitch and making it. You would have to disprove that women are happy in their 40s. You would have to say, no, they're absolutely happy. They're fine. They love the way they are. They're not in debt. Yo, man, you got a tough uphill battle, and I prepared myself. 
for these battles because I know how you try to discredit me. You discredit me and say, well, you just hurt and bitter and all that. That ain't gonna work. Guys, when was the last time that worked? Shout out to, uh, we're gonna call you Kobe's lost son. He says, coach, you on point right now. Facts, OG. Thank you, man. And that's a co-sponsorship. Because now you, 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 can't, you can't say, you can't say that it's bitter and hurt. I basically have called it out. Not only did I call it out, I predicted it. Not that I'm the only predictor, but I was willing to predict it in advance. I actually have documented my predictions here saying where we're going other than saying, um, I've actually called this. I was like, this is where we're going. I don't give a damn what your optimism is. We're going this way. You guys are about to get locked down for monkeypox. And then ain't even you that's susceptible to getting it. And they shuffling and they know who's susceptible. Children and the Skittles correlation. <laughs> and why are children susceptible? How, ask yourself. Ask yourself. This is the world we live in, this clown world. I mean, you're not even. I had a young woman, 20 years old, sitting across from her. She was like, oh, and monkeypox is coming. I was like, you don't have to worry about that. I was like, highly unlikely you get it. <laughs> she was like, what? I was like. This is where we are, bro. <laughs> Literally, like. Duda, can you think for one second? Highly unlikely. Highly. But you can't say that. <laughs> you can't say that. Because now you're so sort of forward. Well, that's not true. Okay, right here it says 95%. 95%. They could say with certainty where it came from 95% rate. Anyway, shout out to the normies. Where we at? Jack Vendetta says MLK attended the Frankfurt School of Mar a Marxist hub. Are y'all ready for that? They're not ready for that. And it's it's actually confirmed. But people don't want to be worried for that because then what does that mean? What does that mean? You know what I mean? You have to unravel what that means. If you're not ready for that, I'm sorry. I mean, listen, you, it's, it's, it's far time that you presented that type of information. And there's photos to prove exactly that. So then when you trace down the line where he was doing what he was pushing, et cetera, et cetera, right? But people are not ready for all that. And we're, what does Martin Luther King have to say about that? Let's see what he has to say about that. He's going to actually have an opinion on this one. Let's see. Yep, that, that's what he has to say about that. Yes, yeah, shout out to him. Okay, by the way, have, if you want to pick up his book, uh, not his book, but his attorney's book, um, William Pepper is his name. And the book, I can't remember the title. I think it was called um, An Active State. I believe it was an act of state. Go pick up that book and read that book. Very fascinating book on how the King family sued the American government and one related to his deletion. Okay. In the year 2000, by the way, I think it was 1999 or 2000. They won. They, they sued and won. And the government was complicit in this deletion. And then when you want to unravel all that, you want to unravel all that, you go, well, why was he so tied into the government? Okay. Hold on for a second. Or was it Orders to Kill? There was another one. There was two books that William Peppers wrote. But uh, anyway. Crazy stuff. I think it was an act of state. Act of state was the one that I read. 
fa fascinating book. Fascinating book. Although an attorney wrote it, which half of the things that attorneys say is a lie, but it is what it is. <laughs> All right, shout out to the attorneys that watch me. The lawyers, I mean the liars, I mean the lawyers. All right, shout out to Kobe's Law Sunset. Shout out to the my pretty feet women. Man, I tell you, that's a weakness for me, man. I don't have a foot fetish, but if you got hammer toe, we can't talk. Oh, we got another co-sponsorship in the building. Turning the tassel, he says, catching up on the donations. We take donations over here. We're donating for the cause to uphold our position to keep our voice of what it is. So anyway, somebody says mask your back. Oh man, y'all in trouble, bro. Hey, look, man, look, look. New, 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 new world order. I think Los Angeles are bringing masks back. New York, and now it seems like all Atlanta is. Atlanta's going back to the masks. Hey, man, it's going to be a whew. shout out to Dijon. Dijon. He says, my newborn daughter bet not get the chicken pox. Why did she get poked away? Most people don't get. You mean monkey pox? Most people don't get chicken pox. When was the last time somebody caught some chicken pox? Like, that's not even a scare. That's like polio now. You know what I mean? Like polio. Somebody said they caught polio. You'd be looking at them like, what year are you from? All right, we got, uh, who do I got to catch up over? Oh, okay, last ones are going to be the PayPals, and then I'll check. Check what's going on here. But L.A. County is going back to mass. It looks like Atlanta and New York, uh, people are still going to go back to that. Uh, once that happens, man, I'm going to tell you, man, just stay inside. Just stay inside. The amount of fear is going to be off the chain. It's going to be off the charts. It's going to be tough to even have common sense, common, rational conversations with people. Shout out, we got another co-sponsorship. Rusted Junk in the building. Gosh darn. He says, this is for the Thanos legal fund and me giving the middle finger to the community top pro blacks hoping uh, you will lose the 9-11. All right. He says, when they should be worried about selling their Jordans and bling to survive because of Biden. He says, Tamika in the DNC is not handing out peace league tickets to hate on us free agent men who are set to win. So stop trying. Yeah. You're not going to be able to use that. So shout out to everybody. You know, um, those, those things like, uh, you know, nine 11 and hoping I lose all of this stuff. By the time that happens, you will have lost everything. I'm just like, <laughs> well, I have lost your freedom. And even then I've already enjoyed it. That's like saying you lost your woman. I already enjoyed her. Triggerverse says controlling the narrative is facts. The new Black Panther movie, Hyena Forever, is planting the seeds for trashing straight black men forever. He says the community hierarchy is now number one, women number two. It's going to be the Skittles community. And I don't hate on any one of those communities, but it's clear, it's clear to see who does the pandering and they want particularly women who do have resources. And we know the Skittles community has great resources. You just can't stop them from fornicating because they're the number ones. I mean, if you think about who's doing all of it, you're never going to stop them from getting no enjoyment, busting no. You're never going to stop them. Like stopping two men from interacting physically, pause, is not going to happen. I don't care what the damn threat is. They ain't going to stop, bro. And I can get a little bit more graphic on this one, but I, I, I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop there. They, you can't stop them. I mean, they actually, we saw this happen in, in the 1980s. They was out there with the fake fear of death on the table, and they was like, and still, and still world champion. You can't stop them.
because they have the highest. You like putting two people. That's like putting. I don't even know how to equate it, but let's put it like this. The least sexually active people are two women couples, two female couples. They're the least following that are two married couples. <laughs> so like, I'm sorry, not two married couples, a married couple. So two women, they have the least sex. A married couple has the second least. And then virgins and incels. And then uh, dating mind, dating people, young people, then teenagers, then two men. Those are the people getting it on. <laughs> All right. So trying to stop that from happening is like trying to stop. I don't even know. I would love to have a metaphor, but they ain't never going to stop. Even in the face of death, they're going to go in. It's kind of tough. So this is kind of how it works. So you're going to have to come up with a, he said, then me. You have to come up with a reason to make them stop and that there's You've had you've had this crisis and you've had the previous one in the eighties. They ain't stopping, bro. Yeah, you try to stop a tornado. That's a that's a beautiful one. It's like trying to stop a tornado. Ain't gonna happen. You can't even stop men, hetero men, from trying to not to have some. Now you put two men together that have testosterone and basically nobody's saying no. They be like nobody says no. Like when was the last time somebody over there was like, nah, not tonight. This is just a curious question. I wouldn't know, right? But I just know. Uh, when was the last time you had that happen? And then they was like, "Are you serious? I, I I had a chili dog for lunch. Okay, I'm a little bloated." Somebody said trying to mop the ocean. Yeah, it's like trying to mop the ocean. You ain't stopping, bro. You ain't stopping no freight train. They going in no matter what. So you're gonna have to figure that out. And if anybody's uncomfortable with this conversation, just ask them. Just look at the data. You can pull up the data. They are the most sexually active people on the planet. Because nobody says no. no. There's not, like, no is not even in the equation. <laughs> trying to mop the ocean. Anyway. People are going to be upset, but I'm over here speaking the level of truth that you're not willing to. Uh, he was like, Preston says they get an LLC just to sell pass and claim to be a boss babe. And I know this for a fact. If you know, you know, I actually know this for a fact. They do have LLC in businesses under their under a business name and they collect cash apps under a business name selling cat. I know this for a fact. I <laughs> just let you know. When you go to the dark side, I know some of you people don't want to go to the dark side, but I've been to the dark side and back and back to the dark side and back. They'd be like, I'm a consultant. I have my own consulting business and they'll be having they'll have an AMG C, C, C class, C series, C class, AMG. They'll be like, I'm a consultant. I work at independently at home and they go from hotel to hotel. They go from L.A. to Vegas, Vegas to Miami. And they they work. They do a little bit of work on their business. And they got an LLC and a business name under a cash app name, Selling Cat. I've seen it. I done seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> right? Women not here. Women watching my show taking notes. Really? I want to be spoiled too. You're not getting spoiled. You're selling. You're not getting spoiled. Many of them will go like, I don't, don't ask me how I know. 
they go to Vegas, they get a suite. <laughs> they get a suite. And then they hope that they can pay off that tab by that suite and then come home with a little gross, as we call groceries. <sighs> Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. Shout out to Kate, uh, Kevin T. He says, schools throughout America have policies that allow kids to fail multiple classes and still progress to the next grade. That creates people with poor work ethic and then grandiose sense of entitlement and accomplishments hit the buzzer mm. thanks to George W. Bush with the no child left behind. And we discussed that before. We used to be scared about failing a class. Oh, if I fail this class, I won't graduate. I won't progress. I won't go to the next grade. We used to get our report card at the end of fourth grade and be like, shit. And he used to say, promote it to fifth grade. And it was always that one or two students look, damn, they sent me back to fourth grade. Kids don't care. They're not care about that no more because there's no child left behind. No matter how dismal you are, they'll be like, he's in the 11th grade with a fifth grade reading level. And they'll pass that off. That's normal. He all hooked on Ritalin. He all in the corner. <laughs> he done drugged himself to get to school. He like, he all dizzy. He like, what's going on here? Yeah. He's like, that dude kind of weird. He's not weird. And he's not retarded either. Don't call him that. He's mainstream. Get his IEP out. He over there. I need extra time on my test. Mm. <laughs> hey, guys, they just said it. Gen Z's are no uh, zombies. It is what it is. He taking the short bus to school. He on the basketball team, dunking left and right. He fornicating with the teacher. Uh, he's okay. Everything's all right. His teacher looking like this. I am not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. I understand that this is not the desirable body type in your age group. But in my age group, I'm decent. And in your dad's age group, I'm a fucking 10, baby. Yeah, that's his teacher right there. And he pounded it out. He can't get right. He can't get right. All right. Remember, can't get right. He was running around. Meeny, 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 meeny. And then they found out he can hit a baseball 400 feet. They was like, oh, shit. Give him the money. Give him the girls. Give him the alcohol, the drugs. Give it to him. Give him the give him all the girls lining up. He can't get right. Can't get right is real. Shout out to MJ. Get right. But can't get right is real. Yep. Radio. As long as you can duck a basketball, you get a pass. As long as you can put some rap leaves together and slobber all over the microphone, you're good. This is our world today. And then we actually ignore stuff like it's normal. Shout out to Triggerverse. Also, you notice that the new BW stars are not beautiful but mannish. Like who wants to smash Viola Davis? Shout out to the angry man for pointing this out. That's uh, the beauty standard change. So, again, they're pushing the Lizzo's, pushing Viola Davis, although – um, you know, there's somebody that might like her and, uh, but a very few, you know, they're going to change the beauty standard, standard narrative. Yeah. They push these things and then, you know, most people accept it. Shout out to, uh, Amari McBride. He says, coach Google Sania Khan on Google. I'm going to Google her on Google and click the New York post article. Women posted about her divorce on TikTok and ex-husband traveled from New York city to Chicago and deleted her. This would be a great topic. Death by simp. Interesting. You know how many um man deletes himself and deletes he okay. Um, you know how many how much uh and lawyers will tell you 
how many people get deleted during divorces or at least assaulted or harmed, male and female, during a divorce. And their divorce attorneys are actually targets. They actually live like un, under the current, like they, divorce attorneys don't be out. Like when was the last time you heard somebody and met somebody and said that they were a divorce attorney? They'll never admit that shit in public. That's like saying you're only fans artist. They cause so much conflict in the world and they actually make people fight. We saw this in the movie. They make people fight. They cause people to fight. Sometimes men try to go after these divorce attorneys. They're really well protected, like secret service. And so if they can't catch the divorce attorney, they'll catch the wife. And I'm not telling you to do that. <laughs> but divorce attorneys be, yeah, they use backdoor interests. They, they got, they got interests under the divorce of the, the family courthouse. You'll never see them park in a parking garage next side of you, long side of you. <laughs> you never see them park in the same garage as you. They got a whole separate interest over here. They meet their client under the damn, under the damn tunnels underneath the building. Gee. Because if you see what car they got, you'd be liable to put a banana in the tailpipe. Pause. Shout out to Jorge Zapata. He says, morning coffee, CGA. I finished watching your collab. You collab you did with the Saint last week and really enjoyed it. Look forward to seeing more collabs. Gen X and Gen Z are screwed. Mm. Yes, they are. There's some people that are going to make it out. All right, but it's going to be tough. We got a couple more and then we're going to wrap it up. I might get out of town today. Amari Wright says, correction, he drove from Georgia to the leader. And also, I forgot to add that he deleted himself. So it is deletion self-delete. And it's a gump move. Never delete yourself over a woman, guys. I mean, God, it is not that serious. There's 4.4 billion of them on planet Earth. You can go to the third world and enjoy yourself. You can go to Taiwan. You can go to the Philippines. Guys, just go get a passport. 160 bucks. Um, make sure your child support is you don't have any debt. Get on out of here. There's women everywhere, bro. And, and a lot of guys, you have so much one-itis for your one woman. You'd be like, coach, she was the one. She was the one I'm listening. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I want to build a legacy with her, sucker for love. They're super-duper replaceable. And you can, you can like, lease one out. Like, you can go to like a library. There's like a library of them. You'd be like, all right, here we go. Let me do the, the Dewey Decimal System. Go down there. You can order it up like a Domino's pizza, all right? Red hair, porcelain skin, pretty feet, all right? Slim thick, flat back. You can just go in there and be like, all right, this one, I'll check this one out. Go up to the librarian. She put on her glasses. She'd be like, let me see what you're checking out here. Oh, gosh, all right. Well, look at this junior college, 22 years old. How dare you? <laughs> She'd be looking at you like this. Is this what you leasing out today? How dare you? How dare you? You shouldn't pay for these women. You should deal with me. You should take me on. I'm a happy woman. I'm not miserable. Okay. I have four kittens, two dependent children. They're 40 years old. They live in my house. How dare you? How dare you enjoy? How dare you? This is absolutely ridiculous. This is reprehensible behavior. I've been divorced three times, but I'm still good. She got the prowl like this here. She got that crack frown right here. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, man, we're just having jokes here. How dare you check this woman out? You should be liking 45-year-old women. 
we're going to call you Sequoia. He says, in your opinion, as far as vetting women, what do you think is the best way to get background checks on women? You'd be surprised that on the surface she looks innocent, but could have an OnlyFans or a seeking, and you wouldn't even know it. I would just say assume she got it. Guys, you're going to be surprised at who got any of these things, man. I'm telling you. They 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 have them. They have dating apps in the background. They've actually explored some of these things. I know there's women like, I've never done any of these things. Okay. I just assume that they got it. That removes the chance of me being shocked that they don't have it. They got it. They got one of them. All right, they got a they got an Instagram. There's married women that got private Instagrams. Even married men that got private Instagrams. Come on, man. I mean, the days of hope are gone. But if you want to hire a private investigator, if it's that important to you that you're gonna do take the plunge, hire a private investigator. All right, track her phone. If you do all of these things that are, just ask her for her phone. Let me see your phone. You're controlling and secure. That's a damn red flag. Just skedaddle. Dude, they have it, man. The amount of people that don't have one of these things, social media, uh, DMs, access to men, I mean, it's 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 actually. And then once they get past age 25, it's worse and worse. Van says, facts, coach, Generation Z is F. He says, I may have to live with a roommate to weather the storm, which uh, when it when it's time for my first place. He says, if I can't get something high paying or stable like YouTube soon, the next couple of years will be uncertain. Do you think I should take the risk and buy a monetized YouTube channel? If YouTube finds out over, it's over for my YouTube journey and you want the Undertaker bill on that one? No, I don't suggest you do that and, and try to benefit off of that. I don't see it being effective because once you change the direction of the channel, number one, uh, people are, are going to see it and they may report you. Or YouTube might catch wind of it, and they're going to demonetize you. Always go with authentic and always go long-term. You young men, long-term. Any man selling you a short-term strategy to success is scamming you. And that goes for with life, with women, and all of that stuff. Men, your strategy to survive here is long-term, period. Except no shortcuts. I'm trying to tell you. I dug myself out of a significant hole after my divorce, and my plan was three, five, 17 years in advance. I was never trying to do this short-term shortcut bullshit. I was like, sacrifice, eat plates of shit. I talked about that first. Sacrifice, eat plates of shit. Uh, take time off the dating market. There's people telling you, no, nah, build with women, and you're struggling. No, take time away. Learn who you are, develop a, go, join a money mindset, develop a philosophy, develop long-term goal. Just wait women out, guys. Look, here's another philosophy I have. The women in your generation are not your women. Okay, so I'm Generation X. Generation X women aren't for me. I'm more be likely to be successful from my point of view with millennial and Gen Z women. Because I, at that particular point, I might have the leverage and options. With Gen X women, I was always trying to shuffle, the, just impress them with two for 20 at Applebee's. And you're seeing that with younger women, they're going, well, actually prefer older women because younger dudes my age only want to smoke in the hot box and get the cheeks. 
They're trying to do the bare minimum. Why? Because they're broke. Your generation of women from the male perspective, now the female perspective may not agree with this wholeheartedly and that's okay. The generation of women that are yours are the generation that follows you. Okay. So if you're a millennial, you be aiming for Gen Z and Gen Alpha and you're just waiting like this. You're just waiting like this. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. You're looking at Gen Alpha. Uh, you're looking at Gen Alpha like, I used to have a guy, uh, a female, a female, uh, a woman client who used to tell me she was while well, we were similar ages. Matter of fact, our birthday were days apart. And she used to tell me about her husband. Her husband used to say, my next ex-wife is playing with Barbie dolls and my little pony right now. Okay. That's a mindset. Now, that, people might say that's disgusting. No, by the time he's done with that wife, she'll be ready to go. <laughs> and the wife used to tell me this as a joke. He always tells me, my next ex-wife is playing with my little pony. Yep. By the time he's done with your ass and he, and he levels up, he'll be out there and she'll be at the junior college ready to go. <laughs> I got money. But people are going to try to twist and turn that and call me a metaphile. However, the point is to make this. Build yourself up. If you're waiting for this generation of women to build you up, you're going to be a waiting fool. All right. Build yourself up first. Then go back. Leverage and options over the generation of women that you have. Then you can have a position where you get to decide instead of she or her deciding for you. She's going to decide for you when you are trying to build with her. Anyway, she says, I'm 31. I'm used to dating older women. Now I'm getting 21 year old. Yeah, that's going to happen. It's going to be a weird dynamic. You're going to have to deal with it. People throwing you eye darts. How dare you? How dare KT you? KT King, he says, women XXs will get quality hotel rooms in cities, host men there to pay off their rooms and travel often. Truth revealed here. Yes, indeed. Hey, look, um, if you join... If you join my local stream, I show you text messages. Confirmed. I show you text messages of women. Because I live in Las Vegas, which is a destination site. And when I lived in Los Angeles, so a lot of women would come into my area. I have DMs, Twitter messages, and seeking messages of women saying, I'm in your town. Let's get together. Right? I got money. These are your girlfriends. These are your nieces. These are your daughters. These are your wives. These are, they're just coming into town saying, I need a little bit of finance. I need a little bit of help. You guys want me to show you one right now just so I can get you over to the members, members content? I'll show you one right now. Let me see here. Let me see. Oh, I would have to dig into it a little bit. I'd have to dig because I wasn't prepared to show you, but I show it on my members. And since I'm in Las Vegas, here they come. They come right in. I'm, yep, these are your sisters. I'm in town. Perhaps we'll meet for dinner and get a little bit of something else. And I'll sell you a little cat so they can fund their whole trip. And I didn't, I'm not the only message that I, I'm not the only message they sent out. They sent out, they sent out tons of these messages. <laughs> tons. Hold on for a second. Oh, I would have to pull it up. Let me see something. I'm, I'm going to show you. You guys want me to show you? 
Uh, let's see here. Where are we at here? Here's one right here. And this is a woman in her 40s, Sean. I won't show you. Hi, I'm in Vegas. We'd love to meet. She texted me again after I ignored it. Hey, I'm still in Vegas. Hey, babe, I'm in town. I'd love to meet. Then I see them going back to their hometown. <laughs> then they're back in their hometown in their relationship. Anyway, I wasn't prepared to show it. I showed you a ton of them on the members content. And they're texting hundreds of men. Still here. You want to come over? <laughs> And then they go back to their relationship, sitting up under them. I'm a good woman. I'm one of the good girls. And then people will say, well, those are just the 304s. Yeah, buddy. They trying to pay for that hotel room. They trying to pay for the drinks, try to get their dinner paid for. Okay. Where are we at here? We got a couple more. Thanks for sticking around. Like the stream, man. Shout out to SAU. He says, coach, I know this is a family show, but if men feel like they need a woman, then touching yourself is a way to control the urge. Uh, some people will agree or disagree with that. Um, not a long-term plan again, but also if you ever get that urge to do something that you think is going to be outside of your comfort zone, dating wise, or, you know, pain wise or legality wise, I would touch myself instead. They always say that touch yourself and see if you actually are still motivated to go out there. Most of the time, if you have a date with a subpar woman, touch yourself before you go meet her, you probably cancel the date. I touch myself. This is a family show, though. <laughs> this is a family show. We won't talk about that. Van says, thanks, coach. I'm going to take it slow and steady. Yeah, you got to ride out the waves and all of that stuff. So that's how men survive. Men don't survive by taking shortcuts. If you take shortcuts, you'll find yourself in jail, making bad deals with nefarious people. Um, you know, getting cut off at the knees and all of that stuff. Newski says, look up all Kenley police quit because BW crazy story. Kenley police, Kenley police. Anyway, it says a North Carolina city hired a black town manager. The entire police force resigned. Wow. Boy, now if that's not misogyny, I don't know what to tell you. Yikes. If you guys want to see this story, maybe we'll touch on that one. A North Carolina city hired a black town manager. The entire police force resigned. Jesus. There. Wow. Oh, boy. There's so many layers to pick on that one. Wow. Newski. All right. A couple more PayPal. Did we get everybody? I got SAU that just came in. All right. We're getting close. I live, he says, I'm living in the spectrum coach in and out of the dark side whenever I want. Playing the field on my terms, let them think they're winning. I'm for myself only playing safe, but not playing. We're going to do a show on the male spectrum. All right. So the idea we talk about the female spectrum, we'll cover that and we'll do a show on the male spectrum, how men live in and out of life with relationships interacting with women. All right. We're going to talk about the players and the pimps and I don't want to be a player no more men who age, men who get good finances. We're going to talk about that. Men who 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 go to the stages of um they can't the one-eyed stage. They go through the relationship stage, the divorce stage, 
We're going to talk about the male spectrum. Hopefully, we'll do that today. All right. If the junior college don't keep me busy this afternoon, shout out to the junior college. Man, you guys serve a purpose. You got a purpose out there. And these are your future wives out here. All right, brothers. We out of here today. It is a slow Tuesday. Shout out to the slow Tuesday women out here. All right. You guys got a purpose, too. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. The potty miles out here, man. You know, cursing like sailors, man. I just want a man who's going to make my heart melt and my pussy throb. I am too horny to be single. Someone better start acting right. And wife me the fuck up. Potty mouths. All right, shout out to the coach gang. And uh, shout out to everybody, man. And we're out of here this afternoon. Peace.